Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And, uh, Craig, we are back. We are uh, so close to the start of the football season. Drafts are underway. National Draft um, Weekend is upon us. I believe it's this weekend. It's usually the weekend before Labor Day weekend. So it is very appropriate that we are back today. Um, Let me start by reminding folks that this is episode number 107 uh, overall, or season three, episode seven. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you watched this weekend's games, but... I learned nothing this weekend by watching the games. No, I did not. Didn't learn much because a lot of people didn't play. A lot of people sat out. But before we get to that, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight I am drinking a beer by Treehouse. You oh, were, you were nice enough uh, to share the beer. Oh, it wasn't me. Uh, the source. It was the source. <laughs> He's got a so- guy. Yeah, we've got a guy, and uh, so thank you again to the source, who is a source of not only information, but also of beer. So what are you drinking by Treehouse tonight? Uh, I am drinking green. I had that. It's an IPA. It's uh, 7.5%, and it's pretty good. It's It's not bad. It's very, it's dry on the back end. Yes, Uh, very. The other night, I tried the other two that I took back. With okay. Me. Uh, the bright, which is like, like B R I T T T T, and right. uh, sap. Yeah, I, I I tried both of those on Sunday as well. Um, and I they weren't bad. I mean, Treehouse sap is good. Was very dry. That you very drink dry. it and your mouth is completely dried out. Very very dry. And for those of you who sit there and say, "Hey, the guys sound a little bit different tonight." I've been feeling into the weather today, so I'm actually recording from my house. So this is new for us. So bear with us. We are we are upgrading our technology. So I am actually not drinking a beer tonight because I'm not there with Craig to drink his beer. So, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I'm I'm I'll pass on that tonight. Um, before we get into burning hot takes, really quick, I just want to say hi to Brad, who I met yesterday at Two Roads. He was visiting from Iowa. We struck up a lovely conversation at the bar. Uh, and he is a new subscriber, so welcome, Brad. Um, it was nice meeting you, a nice chat with you yesterday. And as always, hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. So with that, let's go into Burning Hot Take Questions. Craig, are you giving or receiving? Uh, I'll receive. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Okay. Misses practice on Tuesday. Uh-oh. On the injury list, reason, personal. Oh, boy. He returned to practice on Wednesday. Okay. Big deal, no deal, or here we go again. Uh, I for me, that's leaning towards here we go again because you know you have to assume positive intent. Maybe you know his grandmother was sick. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's something you you would definitely have to keep your eye on because mm-hmm. I really have a feeling this is gonna pop up again during the year. And that could just throw his fantasy value into a tailspin. I I kind of agree. I'm a little worried about it. I, I, I mean, he came back today, so I'm not super, super concerned. Um, but, you know, I, at, at, with all the stuff that's going on with this dude, a, anything that happens outside of him catching passes is going to raise concern. Yes. You know? So I am like, whoa, I don't know what to make of this stuff. So... Um, yeah, all right. So there was my first, that was, that was my thought. I just like, Oh, here we go again, but he was supposedly back at practice day. So it's probably fine. So 
What have you got for me? Uh, along the same lines, it has to do with receiver. Uh, Antonio Brown. Oh, his <laughs> his grievance for his helmet um, didn't go through. He's still dealing with his foot issue. Mm-hmm. He filed a second grievance. Yep. For his helmet. And then apparently at some point he walked off the practice field and came back. Um, he's in this weird lawsuit with a celebrity chef he hired about. Oh, f- I didn't know that. Yeah. So apparently this the chef left a fish head. I don't know <laughs> if it was by accident or on purpose, but he left a fish head in his refrigerator or his freezer. And Antonio Brown took it as a threat, like in The Godfather with a horse. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. Here's my thing. Do you think all of this is just kind of like cover up? He was stupid and he frost gave himself frostbite. Or do you think that this is starting to become like a CTE issue and like his doctors maybe need to tell him he can't play anymore? I honestly I was thinking about this today. There's 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 a piece of this puzzle that people have not really talked about yet. And that's when was the last time we saw this kind of like all eyes on me. You have to give me exactly what I want in every situation out of a wide receiver to this level. When was the last time you remember somebody this kind of like my way or the Uh, highway? Maybe not to this extreme, but, you know, Odell with the Giants. Okay, but okay, this is just weird. I, I went to Terrell Owens. Okay, yeah. And. Guess who? Guess the guess about who the link between those two players is. Uh, who is it? It's Drew Rosenhaus. They had the same agent. Oh. And that's I mean that says to me, I'm like something is like hey, yeah. I'm just kind of like this. You know, every time we got one of these guys who's just kind of like, I love me some me. It right. seems to be Drew Rosenhaus is the guy standing in the background. Hmm. Um, you he know, it's just something. I just I I have no idea who um who Odell Beckham Jr. agent. I don't know who he is. Um I have no idea who represents him. I'm trying to find it real quick on on the internet and I have no idea. If it's Drew Rosenhaus, then I am all in <laughs> on this you, conspiracy you theory. You might be right. Get the tinfoil. Oh no, it's a uh, guy named Zeke Sandu. Okay, so it's not it's not uh Rosenhaus, but I I I just I, – I can't – I don't get this. I don't think he's trying to cover up the injury. I think he is just that selfish a player at this point in his career that it's it's not about team or winning. It's about him and him alone. And, you know, I think he's squandering a golden opportunity to make up for the things that happened last year and for the perception that he had last year, and he's just squandering the opportunity. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I don't know. It's just – it's just weird. The whole thing, and yeah, you can say the Raiders are a dysfunctional team and whatever, but I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. Yeah. This, this might be the one of the higher-end Madden curse issues. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, my last one. Yeah. Um, it's along the line of the injuries, kind of, what's going on with that guy. Uh, Mike Evans. Okay. Uh, came what's out, up with Mike uh, Evans? It came out today that Mike Evans is going to sit out the final preseason game. I uh, believe it's a knee injury. I'm pulling that up right now. Give me one second. You caught me unprepared here. Um, they're saying the injury is minor. 
and will not affect the start of the season, but they are still holding him out of the third and final preseason game. This is where a lot of guys are getting their walkthroughs in. This is your final walkthrough for a lot of folks, and he's not going to be out there. Does that worry you? Uh, Not, and they didn't really say what the injury was. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm seeing two injuries here for, well, that's Justin Evans. Mike Evans, I'm seeing one injury reported as a quadriceps. I'm not seeing what else it is that he could be could be bothering him. I'm like, oh, wait, here it is. Do, 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 do. Leg injury. He's missed practice all week. I don't know. Receivers need legs. So, so he had a quadriceps injury last week. He's got a leg injury this week. Are we worried about Mike Evans? Because he's right I'm now going to the top concerned. five. He's top five wide receiver right now. Not that... on my board, but in a lot of people's <laughs> boards. Oh, not that other best ball draft you did. Which one? Didn't you draft Mike Evans? I did. Well, that, that so that's a funny story. Two two second size story. While I was sitting at two roads yesterday, I decided to do a best ball draft just on my phone really quick. And it turned out to be me drafting people I couldn't stand. Um, we had Mike Evans on our team. I drafted Christian McCaffrey. I went against the grain is basically what I did. Instead of I had the one pick. Instead of grabbing Saquon, I grabbed Christian McCaffrey, which isn't crazy, but it's unusual. Our quarterback is Baker Mayfield, and I know Craig can't stand anything <laughs> to do with the Cleveland Browns. Um, and Mike Evans, I think, is our number one wideout. So, yeah, I mean, it was all guys that I was like, what am I doing here? Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Cause some of these I was like, what is wrong with me? I've done 15 best balls, by the way. <laughs> 15 of them at this point. Hey, man. Best ball is good practice. It is. Uh, yeah. Our, I've got Baker Mayfield and Dak Prescott. I've got Kyler Murray, and I drafted a fourth quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin Cook, who I know Cinch loves. I'm not convinced he's going to be really good this year. I drafted both Chris Carson and Rashad Penny because no one knows what's going on in Seattle anymore. And I just rounded <laughs> it out with Matt Breida because he was standing there. Our wide receivers, are you ready? Brace okay, yourself. I'm ready. Mike Evans, Julian Edelman, okay. Tyler Boyd. All right. Now I know you love the Bengals, but Tyler right. Boyd has basically been hung out to dry here. Um, uh, Sutton from okay. Denver, who yep. I do like. Marco Hardman. And Devin Funches. <laughs> wow. Our tight ends are OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, and TJ Hawkinson. That's right. I have both of the tight Cameron ends on Tampa. <laughs> which Wait, means. The, didn't we name both of them the ones we can't draft? Yes. Nice. I told you, this is the team that was like, I don't know what in the holy hell I am doing with this team. So that was it was a fun draft. But yeah, I have no rightful clue to say what I was doing there. So. So, because I'm not feeling well, this is going to be a really quick episode today, guys, but we do have some stuff to discuss. What we really want to go over this week is changes to the draft plan and changes to ADP that are happening late. So, if you've already drafted your team, some of this information may just be kind of like, thanks, but you're too late. But most drafts are happening this weekend or next weekend. So, from what we've heard from some folks, we uh, we are, are wanted to, to cover this a little bit. By the way, thank you to everyone who's left us a review. We've had several reviews in the last two weeks um, by several. I think I mean four. But, but they've still. Been good, they've been good reviews, and they've been good information, and we appreciate the feedback. So please keep the reviews coming. 
don't hesitate to email us at uh, fignutsdfs at gmail.com or tweet or message, message us on Twitter uh, at fignutsdfs. We'd love to hear from you guys. So with folks who still have drafts left, the blitz we did, which feels like a thousand years ago, it, some of it needs to be updated. <laughs> Let's start with the quarterbacks. Just in general, Craig, and I'm not going to call out certain people or anything like that. Okay. But do we, um, is there a quarterback who's moved up or down your list in the last couple of weeks? Um, not, not horribly. That my quarterback for me is probably still the same. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing, still... nothing for me in this preseason has really changed my mind on anyone. Me neither. We haven't had any significant injury. I know Aaron Rodgers is now on the injury report, but supposedly that's just an excuse to let him sit out an extra game. Um, so I haven't seen anything injury-wise that has made me worry. I will say this. The Kyler Murray performance this week made me a little nervous. I, I, I slid him back. He is now – I think I had him in around um, 12 or 13. I probably have him around 15 to 17 right now in my personal rankings. Um Oh, Drew Locke got hurt, but he's not the presumptive starter there right now, so I'm not too worried about that. What was I'm looking to see if I can find where is that information on Kyler Murray? I had it somewhere. Here it is. After frustrating outing, Murray is ready. So he completed three of eight passes for twelve yards, committed three penalties, got sacked twice, and took a safety. Huh. That is not the kind of numbers that you're looking for out of Kyler Murray right now. Um, so, I mean, I am a little nervous about Kyler Murray, but I'm also, I'll tell you who's moving up my list is Joe Flacco. Really? Joe, yes. Game Joe Flacco, manager Joe's moving up for you, huh? He has looked really good. Um, he threw a fantastic deep ball bomb to Emmanuel Sanders, and Emmanuel Sanders was completely freaking covered Manny Sanders is running down the left sideline I think this was at the end of the first quarter of the game Manny Sanders is running down the sideline and he's looking towards me he's looking over his right shoulder which is back towards the field and the cornerback bit on it and said this ball is coming from the inside in the last three steps he swung his head around towards the sideline because that's actually where the ball was going to be but the cornerback had committed to the inside already Huh. So the ball comes over the outside shoulder. Sanders hauls it in, gets the two feet in, and falls over. It's like a 65-yard pass. They were like their own 25 or 30, and they were all the way down inside the red zone. He comes up. He slams the ball. He's all excited. The Denver fans go nuts, and then they see there's a holding flag back on the line. Oh, that's sad. But the bottom line is Joe Flacco put it there. He put the ball there. That's Sanders, pretty far for him. Sanders ran a solid route. He not only threw the ball 50-plus yards, but he put it over the shoulder he wanted to, and he had the and Sanders and he had the timing to make it not only happen, but for him to fake out the cornerback and know when to turn his head to the actual ball location. That huh. is really positive to me. So, yeah, Joe Flacco is moving up my list. Let's talk about running backs for a second because this is where it gets really muddy. Melvin Gordon. He's going to miss the start of the year. He is going to miss the start of the year. You've got to drop him now. 
I mean, in best balls before all this happened, he was going RB five or six. He was going right outside. He was going in that first round. I can't touch him outside the first in the first three rounds now, can I? I, I can't trust him. No. You There's can't. no way. There's no way you can t- touch him in the first three rounds of any any draft format. Now, consequently, and I'll ask you this: Does Austin Eckler now get a boost, or is Eckler not going to be an adequate solution for their problems? Uh, if well, if you're just just for doing the draft, I think this this raises Eckler's value. But from a football standpoint, this does not help the Chargers at all long term. Yeah, to me, this this does not boot. Eckler is not going to adequately replace Gordon. I thought Eckler was going to have a really good year from a goal line perspective. I thought he was going to get a, he was going to snipe some touchdowns from Gordon. I did not think he can replace Melvin Gordon. He was okay in the games that Gordon was out, but his primary benefit to them was inside that five yard line. I think he said that he had. He had combined as many touchdowns last year as Gordon did between the passing and the catching, which is like seven or eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He does. If the day, the games where he carries the load, he's like twelve carries for like forty-five yards. It's not impressive. So you know, I would it, his use to me is that is, is inside the inside the goal lines, trying to get down there and get those goal line carries. That's where he's useful, not as a replacement to Melvin Gordon. So I'm dropping Gordon, and I'm not really bumping up Eckler. Zeke. Oh. Ezekiel Elliott flew to Dallas. He, he did. was He was in Dallas. He is back in Mexico. What the hell he happened He is back there? in Mexico? He flew back like a day later. His agent now is saying he is back in, he is back in Mexico, and there has been no progress. His agent so, isn't uh, Drew Rosenhaus, is it? <laughs> I don't believe it is. No, I have no idea who it is, but it's not Drew Rosenhaus. But it, what the holy hell? And supposedly he was upset because Jerry Jones made some comments about how Jerry Jones doesn't need Ezekiel Elliott because his name isn't Jerry Jones. Yeah, his his agent said it was very uh, it was offensive. And maybe that was it. Maybe that's what sent Zeke back to Mexico was that 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 happened. But I'm just kind of like here's the thing, like. Do you think, say if that is the reason he went back to Mexico, mm-hmm. hypothetically, right. like, do you think that's just way over on the sensitivity level? I think Knowing, he's trying to send a message. Which I think they both are. Yeah. Oh, but I think, here's yeah. the thing. Zeke, sure, Zeke can go somewhere else, but I think he has to realize that Jerry Jones is going to do whatever Jerry Jones wants, and it doesn't matter what your name is. That's absolutely true. The question is how long. The question is, can they win without him? And if they can't win without uh, him, Polar how long? Didn't, Polar didn't look bad. No, he has not looked bad. Tony Tony Pollard does not look bad. So, with all this in in play, how far are you dropping Zeke? Is Zeke leaving the first round for you? Because it's not quite the Melvin Gordon situation. I mean, the Chargers seem dug in for a prolonged absence, and they don't seem to be a contender this year. They look like the kind of team that would let this go for a long time. I don't know that Dallas will let him sit out for a long time. No, I don't think – I think Melvin Gordon Gordon is closer to what happened to Bell. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Cowboys are going to let Zeke sit out the entire year. So where is Zeke on your – you know, is Zeke, Zeke is still in the first round for you? He is for me. 
He has to be. I mean, I guess you could drop him a little lower, but he's he'll right around the David be going Johnson the first line. round. Oh yeah, no question. He's at the David Johnson line for me. David was Johnson like four was or five. Well, David Johnson was going six on my list, and but that was when Zeke was going at number two. Right. Among you know, or, or we even had Zeke. You and I personally had Zeke at one before all of this went down. We had him ahead of Saquon. Um, I, I can't. I I I guess I gotta take Saquon. I gotta take McCaffrey. I gotta take Kamara. Um, I probably gotta take David Johnson. Uh, ahead of him so at best he's running back five All at right. best I can so see and that. that's and that's still first round but i would have to be mid to late first round and see a lot of good running backs go before i'm gonna make that move because it is scary looking it, it is, is scary looking. you know everyone like sean thought uh bell's gonna play last year that's why yeah. he drafted him what in the first round yeah and if i if i do grab zeke in that first round I absolutely have to handcuff with Tony Pollard. Oh, definitely. I have to. Definitely. And I have to pay and, and, and I'm going to have to pay up. I'm going to have to pay up. What I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to look at the ADPs going into that draft. Like, and this is the thing, folks, don't forget you can get ADP data in a lot of different sport and a lot of different sources. Fantasy Pros has them for free. Most of the major websites will have updated um, ADP sites, uh, fantasy F- football world championships. The FFWC does a fantastic job with ADP competition. I've, if Tony Pollard is going around pick and I'm making this up, I have no idea off the top of my head where he's going. If he's going at pick 100 overall, I got to get him at pick 90. I can't risk not getting Tony Pollard. If I've draft Zeke in the first round, I have right. to, I have to do it. I have to make that. I have to make that grab because it, it's, it's just too risky to not do it. Wide receivers. Anybody who's moved, <laughs> moving up and yeah, well, yeah, a couple of them are. Um, anybody moving around your board? I'll tell you right now, the Denver guys are moving up my board after what I've seen. Cortland Sutton has been really good. Emmanuel Sanders looked healthy. Joe Flacco looks motivated for the well, first time in a long a question time. Question for you: After going back to my question, yeah, does what's going on in um, with the Raiders affect you getting? Um, Antonio Brown at all? I already like, has had that moved him. It, it already moved, it moves him down, but I already had him so low. It really doesn't matter. I, I have right now, like I said, I've done 15 best balls. Let's see. What else did we do? We did the dynasty. Uh, yeah. We did the uh, beat the addicts draft. And I think there's one more draft that we're involved in. Oh yes. Mandrews, um, uh, the Eli, the Eli challenge challenge for charity out in Pittsburgh. We're involved in that one too. I think between, so that's 18 different drafts I've done this year. Yep. I think at this point I have two shares of Antonio Brown, and I think I got them both times in like the ninth or tenth round. I I'm not I'm not going to pay up for him. I first off we got to remember who's the quarterback in Oakland. I mean I'm sorry in, with the Raiders. Derek Carr. Stop and remember that for a second. This is the same reason why no <laughs> one was given any love to any of the guys in Denver. And Derek Carr has done nothing this preseason that I've seen that make me think that things have changed. What I saw out of Joe Flacco this week makes me think. And again, I'm not putting Joe Flacco in the top 10 QBs. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I I had him near the very bottom of my board. I think I had him at like QB 28. And he is definitely inside the top 20 now. He's probably the second. My, he's he's a QB 2 now in, in my estimation. Um It'd be a great option in a uh, a flex league, a super flex league, in my opinion. But 
I, I, I can't, I can't trust Derek Carr. I can't. Antonio Brown does not appear to be right in the head. I don't know what his deal is, but I, I, I don't. I'm not getting good vibes from the Raiders at all. I'm not. I, a lot of people said this could be the year that they they break out and Gruden's going to get some of the pieces together. I. And I don't even think it's nah. drama related. I just don't think they're as good as people thought they were going to be. Gruden, Gruden's not loyal to quarterbacks, so don't expect Carr to be there next year or by the time they get to Vegas. If they have a top five pick going into this next draft, in the 2020 NFL draft, they're picking in the top five. There's a very, very strong chance that they are drafting a quarterback. Probably Tug. Very strong. What's that? I said probably Tug yeah. from Alabama. I- See, that's where we need the source. I have no freaking idea, but I, I, I just, I can tell you right now, there, you're right. And if this season starts to go badly, and Gruden is looking down the barrel of four and twelve, then he is going to go into that owner's office before the season end and go, "We got to tank this thing, and we got to get rid of Carr." Yep, that, that's what he's going to do. You, you let me take the reins and get Josh Jacobs, and I think Jacobs is going to be solid. But again, rookie running back, well, rookie running backs have been pretty solid the last couple of years, so you know. Looking back at the last five or six really, truly highly rated ones, they've done well. But, you know, I think the second year would be better for him. He's going to go in there, he's going to make that pitch, and I think it's it's a worthwhile and pitch to make. And they're going to listen. And I maybe think so. They'll, maybe they'll be in Vegas by then. Yes, I think they will. So, yeah, Brown's the only one I'm really moving down. I mean, again, I, I Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm staying away about, from Brown completely. I'm I'm passing on Brown. I'm, I'm very gun-shy on Mike Evans. Um I'm starting to see now that second tier of wideouts is a little bit thicker than I first imagined. So I'm not desperate to get two of those top guys anymore. I am perfectly okay with getting, if I get an opportunity to grab a Julio or a Michael Thomas, I'll do so, but I'm not panicking and trying to grab Odell as soon as I get around the turn, just because he falls to round two. Right. I mean, you know, I'm not going to make that panic anymore. It's a, it's going to take a very unique circumstance for me to draft wide receiver, wide receiver in my uh, our upcoming redraft, um, which September second. I forget that right is our our home draft. Uh, yes, yeah, Sunday. So I mean, Before we've got Labor even Day. more time for that. So, but it's going to take it's going to take a rather unique set of circumstances for me to go run wide receiver, wide receiver. And earlier in the draft season, I was going wide receiver, wide receiver on um some sort of uh, on some sort of regularity so um tight end you know the big three <laughs> are the big three everybody else and is they barely played this time, preseason and they barely played this preseason so there's really not much i could read in to tight end um and you know kicker defenses we're not too worried about so i guess the biggest variance for me and i'll put this question to you where you think the biggest variance is but the biggest variance compared to when we do the blitz was the running backs yeah, especially with two contracts that may or may not happen. Exactly. The, the Zeke and Gordon situations has really changed the way we've looked at running backs since we recorded that episode. I, we got, and this is this to me is how bad it is. David Johnson sneaks back into the top four, top five. He's got to because you, you got to bump down Zeke, and if you had Gordon ahead of Johnson, like I did, you got to bump down. Now, uh, for Gordon. you, those two things. Well, three things if you count uh, DJ moving up. Right. Where does this put people like, uh, say, Joe Mixon on your list? Does this bump him up? Joe Mixon has been— Does this bump up Todd Gurley? 
You know, it's funny because I I do watch the ADPs, and Mixon has been steadily creeping up. He is now uh, he was whereas in the beginning of best ball season, early on he He's was like going. 2. And we're talking six now. Yeah, well, he, I've seen him go. I've seen him go at one ten. I've seen him go one eleven. Um, I'm seeing him go in the first round. If if the if the running backs are going hard and heavy, and all of a sudden I've seen people pass up Julio Jones or Michael Thomas for Joe Mixon in that first round because they want a solid running back and the running backs fly off the board. I, I think Mixon is at worst a second rounder right now. I don't think I think he definitely passes Gordon. There's no question he passes Gordon on on my list. He does not Zeke does not fall down past Joe Mixon though. I I you know you know I drive the train. You do. <laughs> I'm driving the train, you're clicking the tickets. We are the conductors of the Joe Mixon Express. But even I'm starting to worry now because of the injuries and the issues in Cincinnati that this may not be as big a year as I had hoped it would be for Mixon. I'm still looking to grab him, but I'm not quite as crazy as I was a month or two ago about Joe Mixon and the Joe Mixon experience. And then what about Todd Gurley? Do you even bother drafting him this year? I will. If he's sitting there in round three, I will grab him. I don't know if he's going to make it to round three in a lot of drafts. I think some people are gun-shy, but um, I know the redraft we're going into. This is the house league we've been doing for 25-plus years. We know these guys really well. We know their draft habits really well. doesn't mean they're always predictable, but what I can say is this. there is the, What is predictable is someone in that room will take Todd Gurley in the first two rounds because they're going to think they're getting a value and they're not worried about the knees. It's going to happen. That's true. No, that's going to happen. I don't know who it's, it's going to be. Happen. I don't know who it's going to be. Like the same <laughs> thing, like going into the draft last year, we knew Le'Veon Bell, even though his ADP was creeping down as that drama went on, we knew he was going to go in the first 10 picks. We knew did. it. And he went with like pick two or three. Yeah. Somebody went um, went up there and grabbed him right after Saquon. Saquon went one overall. Cinch grabbed Saquon. I think it was Sean. Sean. Grabbed Le'Veon. Yeah, grabbed Le'Veon at pick two. And that was earlier than I thought he would go. But there's no question that we are – this particular group of owners are risk takers. And they are measured risk takers and they're experienced fantasy players. And they know he was wrong. But but hey, it's a, it's a gamble. And he took he took the percentage chances in his head. He said there's an 80% chance Le'Veon Bell will play today, this year. And he was wrong. But he took the measured chance and he gave himself an opportunity. Had Bell things gone differently, right. his season would have gone differently too. So I, I can understand. I can respect that, that feeling on that. So, Craig, final thoughts so I can go take some NyQuil and lay down. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, two things. Uh, Fiona has been in your chair for the last three hours. Yeah, put a mic in front of her. She doesn't look like she's going to get up anytime soon. And two, uh, when you're doing your draft, don't think that you have to draft, like you're looking at a chart or like a, you know, the list we made or whatever and Mm -hmm. say, right now we're at the number five guy in running back or wide receiver. And I have to take him because his numbers are better. You know what? Yeah. Don't worry about that. I mean, yeah, look at it, but if there's someone else you really want on your team because mm-hmm. you like that team or you like that player, then just draft them. Yes. I mean, pay attention to injuries, but, you know. 
Yes. So I, I, I have a my final thought is um, and, and I, and I want to do a, a shout out to um, my final thought is just uh, don't overthink the look at ADPs. Trust your gut. Do not put too much uh, weight and and onus, for lack of a better term, on cheat sheets. Use them as your guide. Keep them as an idea for what people, other people may be thinking or doing. People get too glued to cheat sheets. Sean. And, but yeah. Well, Sean used to, back in the day, Sean would show up at the draft with five or six different magazines and have every cheat sheet open and would be cross-referencing them before he made a pick. <laughs> Don't. No, that's, that, that, Craig laughs, but he knows that's oh, true. I know. I, know. I watched true. it. I watched Don't it. be a slave to your cheat sheets. Trust your gut. If it says Joe Mixon, if Joe Mixon is at eight and Le'Veon Bell is at nine, and I'm just saying hypothetically, and you prefer Le'Veon Bell, go get Le'Veon Bell. Dra- the only thing I'll say is draft smart. Know the people in the room. Know the people you're drafting against. If you're the only guy after round five in a one QB league and everybody's gone and rushed for QB, you can wait. Yes. Look at what goes on around you. I said that last year, and I'll say it one time here. Let the draft come to you. Don't force your will or let others enforce the will on your team. Let the draft come to you and and see how the flow goes. If you have the opportunity to drive the cart and the values are there, go right ahead. But don't be reactive. If you're not going to be proactive and you're not going to be the guy that starts the quarterback run, don't panic when the quarterback run happens. You got to be smart. There's, this is your team. And above all, do not ever let anyone tell you what you can and cannot do with your team. We are here to give you advice, but we are not we are not your team owner. You no. own your team. You own your team. That's why it drives me nuts. You see it on Twitter all the time. Um, so I just made this trade. Here's side A and here's side B. Which side won? It doesn't matter. The trade is done. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It you pulled happened. the trigger on it. You must be happy with what you saw. For whatever reason, doesn't matter. Exactly. For whatever reason, you're happy with what you saw. You have to live with the results. It doesn't matter. You're looking for some sort of justification or gratification from quote-unquote experts. Don't. Yeah. I mean, if Britt's a Chiefs fan and if Britt picks up the Chiefs defense, then hey, whatever. Yes. Doesn't matter. Yes. I don't know that I'm going to Well, no one should use a Chiefs defense, but just saying, hypothetically. Yeah. So, um, and just a quick shout out. We had a, a, a lovely conversation last week with uh, Bal Blung of Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Um, I heard him uh, do a segment with the football diehards um, on Sirius XM. Another great show. If you have a chance to listen to Bob Harris's podcast, absolutely listen to Bob Harris. Amazing, amazing stuff from him. Um, but I had a chance to, to listen to Bob Blung and I, and then found out he had just recently gotten onto Twitter. So I gave, I, I shared a, um, a promotion of his, somebody was pushing him saying, you know, people should be listening to Bob Long. So I pushed his Twitter account and he responded to us and was super nice. He has even offered to come on our show, Craig. Nice. So yeah, he's like, if you guys want me to come on and just talk sometime, I would be love to join you. And I'm like, Bob, we are working on the Skype <laughs> thing. Now we are working on software now. Literally, and today, right now, Literally, as we're sitting here, um, and he is a um, a proponent of fantasy football consistency, 
and he runs numbers that kind of show that the heavy hitters aren't always the best option, that keeping a consistent score is actually a better long-range, season-long option than saying, it's okay for me to score 150 points this week and score 80 points the next. It's okay because I... His research is showing that consistency is a much better option. It is much better to get a team that's going to score 110 to 120 points a week than it is to have a team that may be 150 one week and 180 the next. And that's kind of his – he calls it the consistency guide. Very interesting stuff, and I'm starting to buy into it. I'm looking at his numbers, and I'm saying, this checks out. And you know me. I'm the numbers guy. You're the number guy. If, if you show me a group of numbers and I can't find an error in your calculations and your assumption, I'm buying in. So I'm still reading his guide because it's about 140 pages long. <laughs> That's a lot of pages. He's Yeah, he, he, he's very extensive on this. So I'm, I'm using his guide, but he was very nice. So a big shout out to Bob Long. If you're not following him yet, he's at Bob underscore Long. Um, he has a, a, po- a podcast called The Fantasy Football Consistency Show. Um, and, uh, his site is big guy fantasy sports. So, you know, definitely, you know, if you're looking for something to, to try something different or in addition to us, absolutely check out his stuff and, and hopefully sometime in the not too distant future, maybe at some point this season, we'll be able to have him on. So, uh, with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for all the new followers. Please leave us a review or send us your comments. Fignutsdfs at gmail.com at fignutsdfs on Twitter. We will be back next week, probably starting to talk about week one projections and starting lineups a little bit because the preseason will officially be over and then and focusing on our draft. Craig and I have to actually do the one yeah. draft that <laughs> really matters above all others for us. I've done 18 drafts already this year, and this my big one still hasn't even happened yet. So that'll be what I'm looking at. But we will be back next week. Until then, thank you again for listening. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast.